the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. More than 100 rallies are scheduled around the country today under the banner of Hashtag impeach Trump day of action. But Heritage Foundation legal scholar Hans von Spakovsky tells the Salem Radio Network many progressive Democrats seem to misunderstand the purpose of the impeachment provision in the Constitution. The impeachment process was put in the Constitution not so that Congress can remove a duly elected president because they don't like him personally or they don't like his policies. President Trump is calling Iran a nation of terror, saying it's responsible for attacks on tankers in the Gulf of Oman. Military affairs analyst, retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. We have a crisis. Uh, that crisis does not seem to be abating. Uh, if anything, it's escalating, and I think it will continue to escalate because the Iranian back is against the wall. And this is SRN News. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher, makes it hard on the buyer. Unemployment on the rise, gasoline. I always try to explain this theme music to uh, somebody uh, on on uh, Monday this past week. I think we're just going to have to start uh, putting the uh, music of the show onto the website uh, at uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. 
Hey, looking forward, by the way, to seeing you guys all next week uh, at uh, at uh, an evening with uh, Sebastian Gorka. I'll give you details in a bit, but we'll be we'll be there, and uh, there's there's not just a Narn table. We'll work the audience. It's not like we're really all that bashful. But it's Job Saturday, and on Job Saturday, we talk. We spend the hour talking about jobs or or jerbs, depending on depending on your age. I don't use that expression. I'm a little too old for that that reference. Um, yeah, I always tell people I'm a pre-South Park guy, uh, and uh, no, not The Simpsons either. Actually. <sighs> Anyway, jobs report was not particularly lovely this month, and lots of people reacting to it. I let me get let me give you the the main thing as the main thing right here at the top of the top of the hour. Uh, the jobs report was was a bit of a disappointment, particularly for Wall Street, which had somehow assumed that the job report would come in at about. 170, 180, 190. We got a re- we got uh, some negative data from uh, from the uh, from the ADP report on um, on Monday of the week. We we kind of had to have known that this was not had to know this was coming, but because ADP has been such an unreliable indicator, the market had simply ignored it and continued to assume that you'd have this range of estimates, and you'd see ranging from anywhere around 140 to numbers in the 200 so a a 75,000 job gain print uh yesterday morning Friday morning was certainly certainly a disappointment to everybody on the market um there was a fair amount of speculation of why it happened some of which some of which I thought was um was Fair was fair uh, discussion. Some of it not. I'm going to give you three different three different stories for why the seventy five thousand number was there. I think some combination of these stories could explain up to a hundred thousand jobs being missing, uh, but being missing from this report relative to what was effectively the. Uh, the Wall Street consensus of about 175, 180, 185, depending on who w- who was counting which forecasts uh, in their averages, but uh, somewhere in that area. To have 100,000 miss, frankly, is it altogether that unusual? Uh, and we'll talk about whether or not the, the Federal Reserve will react to this somehow. We'll talk about whether the White House reacted to this with its change on... Uh, Mexican tariff policy. If you've been living in a in a shell and managed to miss the first minute of uh, this hour with the news, the news is, of course, that uh, you probably would be surprised to find out that the Mexican tariffs that were scheduled for Monday are no longer scheduled for Monday. That they have reached an agreement. Um, it doesn't sound like the uh, Trump administration got everything they wanted, but they got a fair amount. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show and then and then uh toward the end of the show i want to spend some time talking about the fact that a fellow who i thought had been the really the unsung hero of um economic advice and economic policy happening in the white house uh announced that he was departing the post last week kevin hassett um and um he had an exchange on uh bloomberg with uh fair to say not one of my favorite uh favorite uh news presenters i prefer the british term for that announcers or anchor i don't like anchor uh it gives them far too much credit um i like presenter someone else wrote that thing that they're reading on 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 the uh, teleprompter just call them what they're doing they're presenting something that someone else wrote there's a good chance that they'd had very little to do with what they're reading Suppose to us here i don't have a script i just talk here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions or comments. 651-289-4477, number to question, numbers for, uh, to call with questions and comments. Um, look, uh, he, let's, let me just start with a cut right away. One explanation which I had not heard. Normally when we do Jobs Saturday, you know, and you've still got a 3.6% unemployment rate, 
and not for not for bad reasons. This is actually on the household survey a very good survey. It's uh, for reasons which I'll explain in a moment. Uh, usually, when uh, when when the report is good, you'll hear on uh, the news channels. You'll hear all of the the uh, president's economic advisors run to the to the front lawn and say something so and speak about how wonderful the economy's doing how the tax cuts are working and all that you didn't get that of course yesterday but you got this this was important he, and this was the story that was coming out of the white house because i heard it in two different pl- i heard him do this in in two different places this is the aforementioned kevin hassett uh chair outgoing chair of the council of economic advisors on uh, Fox Business News, talking about the jobs report, cut number three. Bottom line, disappointing jobs report, right? Yeah, it was a little bit below expectation, but, you know, about half the story is something I haven't seen discussed much on the news channels, that mm-hmm. there is a significant Midwest weather effect with the flooding of the Mississippi. Mm. You know, there, there are all these ports that are closed. I-29 was closed. And so uh, construction and transportation mm. and warehousing employment was down, we think, about 40,000 relative to what would have happened if the weather was normal. And it's for, so it's still a little bit of a, of a blip down, but, you know, we're still sticking to our guns that we think we got a 3% year. The rest of the data is still looking pretty strong. So I agree in some part with that. Um, I will note that uh, the construction numbers in in the payroll survey, again, 75,000 jobs created, 90,000 on the private sector side, and a loss of 15,000 jobs on the government sector side, which which around my house is referred to as a good start. Um, I say that as a a public employee myself. Um, I... Anytime, anytime uh, the government would like to get out of the higher ed business, I'll be happy to go work in the private sector. Um, that would be just fine by me. Uh, it's not going to. I don't think it really should. We could have a discussion about that if you wish. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. But that said, construction uh, job growth what was fifteen thousand in March, thirty thousand in April, in May only four thousand jobs added. So a swing of 26,000 jobs just from that sector, that's typically about 5% of the jobs report, accounting for oh, more than uh, double the amount, the amount of jobs had. I'm not sure about the transportation story. As I look at transportation and warehousing, it created 6,700 jobs in, in April. It was virtually unchanged in May. I think it's a fairly small change there. Um, I don't think that that number mattered quite that much. Not certainly not as much as um, Hassett tells us in that little clip. But I, I think that I think that has some value to it. But as I dug around the jobs report, there are two major factors that I saw being uh, playing a significant role. One of them which I would argue one of these was discussed. Uh, I picked up one of them in thinking about uh, a post by uh, our good friend Ed Morrissey over at hotair.com. Ed, by the way, uh, in the last 24 hours or so, has done uh, two fabulous posts. And if you're not reading Hot Air, I'm just putting a plug. Ed's a friend, uh, former uh, Northern Alliance member, uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network member, always a member of the Northern Alliance through uh, Hot Air, which is... uh, the successor to uh, his uh, original Captain's Quarters, fabulous, fabulous blog about uh, 15 years ago, back in the early days of blogging. Um, he picked up on this, and I and I went back and looked at data on this, and if you follow us at Pound KBRS, at Pound KBRS, you can find this information as well. Um, uh, the census is coming in 2020. And usually by spring of 2019, there's a ramp up of hiring that happens at this time, sufficient that it should, I thought, be built into any expectation of what the jobs number would show. But in fact, as I noted before, those are government jobs, and government jobs fell 15,000 in May after rising by 19,000 in April. I thought that was going to be the rise and, and, and I thought 19,000 was the beginning of the ramp-up of those workers on the census who would be working on the census for approximately 
oh gosh, uh, about uh, 18 to 24 months. Not the people that go out with the clipboards, but the people who tally the information and get the surveys ready and get the phone banks up and get and and get the mailings out to do the survey. Because the census is due, you know, in 10 months. And I'll talk more about it. I I don't get to do my job. The job I do here at St. Cloud State in, in terms of doing economic forecasting and so on at local regional levels without census data I'm I'm flying blind. I don't have I don't have much in the way of data if I don't have that. So I'm I'm kind of passionate about the census anyway. The census workers the census workers don't appear to have been hired yet. And certainly that swing from 19 to minus 15 is a piece of what happened in this month. And I think it's right to point that out that that if you h- normally hire census workers, I went back and looked at the 2000, at 2009, federal government workers leaving out postal, postal services, leaving out the VA, which are separated data within, within the federal statistics, leaving those out. So I've, I've taken out a big chunk of the workforce. That normally adds 100,000 jobs somewhere in 2009 that doesn't happen in the other in the other years, only on the nine. I went back, looked at 1999, approximately the same thing. So we typically see an additional 100,000 workers come online at this time. I think, I think it's fair to say that a significant portion of those are from the census. Exactly how many? I don't know. Sometimes you would get a report that would tell you that. They have not been hired yet, though, and that's an issue. So so I buy it on the construction side. Weather probably depressed construction a little bit. It's down 26. The, the gain was 26,000 less. That's true. We had, though, a 34,000 swing in government workers that I thought would actually be entirely in the opposite direction. That's about half of it. And the other half will come up right after these messages on The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. 
No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. the number to call. Questions, comments, follow us online on Twitter using hashtag pound KBRS or my my handle is at Banyan Show, at Banyan Show. You go, how do I spell Banyan? Every other letter's an A. That's the trick. I was like 40 when I finally figured out that that was true and could tell people that way and they would get it right more often. You can teach old dogs new tricks. Okay. Every other letter's an A in Banyan Show. At Banyan Shows. You know. Go ahead, sign up. You can you can follow the show. You can follow my post during the week. Normally, uh, if it's got to do with something I might talk about on the show, it has the hashtag pound KBRS. You can listen to us, of course, online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Let me I'm actually gonna go type that in right now to make sure that I have that up on my screen. So that I can remind you uh, to come to come see uh, uh, the uh, dive-in dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. I think there are a few seats left. I am looking. Yeah, all of the meet and greets, all the meet and greet seats are gone. But the but dinner tickets are the dinner uh, the admission only tickets um, are are still there. There's still a few seats left. You can you can come and join us. But the uh, the Gorka meet and greet, uh, those tickets got sold out. You missed on that one. Uh, that's at the Minnesota Zoo. What fun is that going to be? You're going to get to walk around, walk into the zoo, come into this space. It's only a couple hundred people in, in attendance. It's not going to be the big hotel hall um, where you're looking at a screen and the people who are actually talking look like little insects way off in the distance. No, you're going to be right up there. Uh, so be sure to go there, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the banner that has the picture of uh, Sebastian Gorka. Dr. Gorka, of course, the latest member of the AM1280 uh, uh, lineup. Uh, it's his first opportunity to be with us here in the Twin Cities. I'm looking forward to hearing to, from him, and you should too, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, 651-289-4477. So let's get back to this. We, so we, we're trying to explain this job support. 75,000, 100,000 off. Okay, so we've given you a little bit. The weather. But the weather was known. We probably should have adjusted for that. Um, the and, and I would have hoped that some people would have trimmed their, their expectations due to the fact that the, it was so wet here. It was difficult to get onto a, get onto a, a, a construction uh, lot and build if you were still working outside. I had noticed... Uh, I noticed there's a piece of construction happening right near the uh, Crossroads Mall here in uh, over in, over on the Waite Park side of it, and between Waite Park and St. Cloud. And um, I noticed uh, early in May they seemed to be speeding up right their work. I saw them out there working at 7 in the evening one time. It really paid off because when all that rain showed up later in the month, um, they were already framed in and had their... And had their uh, had their wood around them, so they could actually go inside and get something done. They didn't have everybody. They probably didn't have everybody there, but they had a fair number of people still working in that space. Um, the weather was fairly well known. I'm not so so um, as much as I uh, esteem uh, uh, Dr. Hassett uh, from the Council of Economic Advisors. I wasn't actually buying too much of what he was selling there, but certainly construction employment was down. 26,000. We think that was perhaps that was weather. I think it's more likely that uh, we're beginning to see some slowdown in in spending in spending on new homes. I think that certainly the uh, the real estate market has been has gone from great to it's pretty good. 
Uh, but it's perhaps slowed down from great over the last six to nine months. Um, certain, uh, certainly more of the markets in, involved in refinances now. Uh, I, I find myself having refinanced my home only two summers ago thinking to myself, should I do that again? Because interest rates have fallen, uh, that, that yield curve continues to invert that we talked about last week. So one, one explanation I'm a little shaky on. I'm, a, I'm quite surprised that the that uh, government government employment went down rather than up. I expected an up number, and I expected uh, I expected there would be some of that some uh, gas given to the uh, to the height of that number. I think what happens is I think there's some delay in their hiring, and in fact, what will happen is they'll turn around in June, and you will see a significant bump in payroll employment due to the June number. I I don't think. I don't think you should uh, pay too much attention to that. Here's the other one, and, and this is where where I suspect reasonable people will reasonably disagree on this particular issue. And that that is this number, which is the num- the amount of increase in in uh, education and health services. Had risen seventy two thousand in March. Had risen seventy three thousand in April, and rose twenty seven thousand in May. So that's a forty. That's a. Uh, I'm trying to do my math real quickly. A uh, forty six thousand job swing or decrease between April and May. What direction do you think that's going to go over the fu- over the future? Do you see education and health employment? slowing down and perhaps going into recession. I will point this out to you. During the Great Recession, that number was, was here's your word of the day, impervious. That, it was impervious to the changes in, changes in, in the general economy that went up. Remember, the Affordable Care Act really didn't happen until 2010, so for it to rise to 2008, 2009, isn't because of Obamacare. It was, it was, that, it was much more of a function of our changing demographic. If I drill down a little bit deeper into those data, let me see if I can find, what am I looking for here? There it is. Okay, there it is. Hang on just a moment. I know it's not fun to listen to me do that on the radio, uh, but but healthcare, healthcare, uh, uh, just in terms of uh, of hospitals, hospitals barely rose in the month uh, by three thousand workers. Um, ambulatory health services went up by twelve thousand workers after rising by sixteen thousand, and before that by twenty four thousand. Um, nursing homes, where you would think that you would you would see constant increases in that number, were unchanged. Nursing care facilities were unchanged in the level of their employment after after basically being capped off there. Um, so, and social assistance, which has had, which includes family services, emergency services, daycares, uh, child daycares, and so on, basically paused in the month. I think those are one-off pauses. Certainly possible, but again, why do we always say to you on the King Banyan show that the trend is your friend and that averaging is always a good rule? Averaging is a good rule because these one-month swings tend to revert. And this is an area where I tend to think the trend is more powerful than anything happening in that most recent observation. I am more concerned about the construction industry than I am about education and health. So, if I putting putting those two pieces together, I, that would probably account for about about half the miss. And they were pieces that I didn't ex, I, I didn't expect. But if I put hospitals, and and if I put particularly social assistance employment and census employment in there. I know those are going to come back. That's going to erase at least half of this loss, if not more. And remember that the labor force is only growing about 130, 140,000 people per month. So, so if we get back to that 130, 140 level, then the level of employment in the economy and the unemployment rate in the economy should stay at about this 3.6% level that we've observed. Uh, one more takeaway from the payroll side is is I was looking at the uh, at jobs rate pro- at uh, earnings. 
Uh, private wages went up seven cents in the month. They're, they're, they rose at three point one percent rather than three point two percent. You know, so they say, well, that's a miss. Three point one is not three point two, right? Remember, they're doing this on the basis of pennies. If you went from if you got uh, average hourly earnings in non-private of twenty three point three nine. Of $23.39 rather than the reported $23.38, you'd have beaten that 3.2. So we're saying we can measure average hourly earnings within a penny? Within a penny? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So the the private job sector has, has done okay, not great. We think that the pauses that are there are pauses that should be... Uh, that probably are one-time things. I am not phased by this, and I don't think that anybody should be changing their views about uh, whether or not a recession is coming based on this one report. I'll be back after this here. Listen to The King Banyan Show on Business 
We've been talking about what I think was the uglier side. Remember, uh, the jobs report is always two reports, um, two reports in one. You get the payroll survey, which is where we get the number of the 75,000 jobs added, 90,000 in the private sector, wage growth decelerating a bit to 3.1%. They peaked at uh, 3.4% on an annual on, a, on an annual basis, uh, a one-year change in February, but they've downshifted a little bit in the period since then, and I think that's got significantly to do with what's happening in construction. That's my sign that the construction industry might be heading to a bit of a softer patch, and it's, it's the piece I'm watching because, of course, construction and housing have always been leading indicators uh, of um, economic activity, um, even in the report that we do. Uh, we will be publishing tomorrow up here in St. Cloud, uh, in the St. Cloud Times, the uh, Corley Business Report of um, activity. Um, I, can t- I can't tell you what's there until uh, the newspaper publishes it. Uh, we're embargoed from it, but uh, we'll just encourage you to check the newspaper tomorrow. I will be speaking along with, uh, along with a good friend, uh, uh, the uh, director of... Uh, of employment opportunities uh, up here, the uh, the former Stearns Stearns and Benton County uh, Employment Training Council, on Thursday morning at the Sauk Rapids uh, Government Center uh, up here in Central Minnesota, with a focus on the fact that uh, this area is going to lose a large manufacturer, uh, Electrolux has shifted its production to a plant in Anderson, South Carolina. It will grow so. No, it's not jobs in the macro sense, but for us here in central Minnesota, it's in a plant that has a long history as a car manufacturer and then and then uh, was bought by a Minneapolis company in 1945, went through a couple changes of hands until eventually becoming Electrolux in the early 1990s. Uh, they're closing the plant uh, on November 1st. Uh, and... Um, and we'll be having a discussion about that. So if that kind of sort of thing interests you, it's free. Uh, I will shoot out to you. Uh, I will shoot out uh, on uh, on our Twitter feed the uh, link to get uh, free tickets to the event. We just want to know if you're there. We want to know how many donuts to buy. Um, because, of course, you get to eat all the donuts that I don't. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call. Questions and comments. Let me, let me persuade... Per- Proceed. Ugh. Let me proceed over to the to the household survey for just a minute, because it was the more boring side of it. I mean, it truly was something that most people didn't talk much about, uh, and with good reason. There just wasn't a whole lot there. Um, civilian labor force uh, stayed unchanged at sixty two point eight percent. The employment to population ratio stayed the same at sixty point six percent. The unemployment rate at three point six percent. Uh, the number of people not in the labor force uh, who got off the got off the uh, sidewalk uh, or off the couch and got back on t- into uh, looking for a job um, fell by eight thousand. Yeah, it's just not that it's just not that big a thing. The only thing I can point out to you and say there was a little encouragement there. The number of people who quit their jobs to go f- and are currently searching for other presumably better opportunities. Uh, rose by 66,000 in the month. That's good news, right? Because we know that a higher quit rate is a good sign of a of an improving economy. Now that happens, by the way. There's a little bit of seasonality in that number in May uh, because summer jobs. Uh, there are some jobs that are seasonal, and people will leave a job they had that's in the winter season to go find a job that they want in the summer season. So there's a little bit of that. You would think it gets picked up by seasonal adjustments. It doesn't entirely, so that that doesn't happen. So you had 66,000 added from job leavers. You had 69,000 added as new entrants coming into looking for work for the first time. So of those, of those um, 100 and those 168, uh, those 168 added to the excuse me, 176,000 to the civilian labor force. Many of them were people who were coming into the labor force for for the first time uh, and and seeking work. This job, unlike some of the reporting I've seen, this job market has been pulling people into it. Increasingly so. When you see the results of tomorrow's uh, quarterly business report up here in Minnesota, we have 
evidence talking to our workers, talking to our employers in the area, that uh, they are increasingly finding workers who are being pulled back into the labor force that weren't there before. And some of them are are people who left searching for a while and now just see too many opportunities and are deciding to go back. There are others who are entering the workforce for the first time. Um, those those combined look pretty good. The youth six unemployment rate, that unemployment rate that includes the discouraged workers, those working uh, part-time, wish they were working full-time, fell two-tenths to 7.1%. That's the lowest number in in this millennium and since well i well depends on how you call it it's lowest since 2000 overall look of this economy i think is quite positive let me let me give you a couple examples of this this first cut this is christine lagarde she's the managing director of the international monetary fund the imf like every country that's a member of the imf the united states goes through an annual review with imf economists to appraise how the economy's doing, and so forth. She gave it. She gave a uh, presentation yesterday. They've completed their review. They call it the Article Four review. Um, when I worked, uh, for those of you who may not have heard the show for all that long and don't know my background, I spent years working in the summer times while I while I was teaching here during the school year. In the summer, I would go work in a country in the developing world, uh, providing uh, technical assistance. Uh, to central banks and to ministries of finance. And um, we would always read the IMF report. It was the first thing we'd read. And there would be a press conference like this in every nation's capital at some point in the year to give you a talk like this. Oftentimes they'd be pretty harsh. Listen to this. This is Christine Lagarde. She's the managing director of the IMF. Let's play cut number two, please. The U.S. economy will be in the longest expansion in recorded history. And this is an important achievement that is driven by a robust private sector demand and by policy choices that have held spur growth and job creation. Speaking of jobs, unemployment is at levels not seen since the late 60s. And wages and households' incomes are rising as well. And this is happening at a time when inflation pressures in the U.S. remains very subdued. Our assessment is that the economy will grow this year at about 2.6% and next year at around 2%. And this represents an increase from our initial growth forecast by 0.3%. That initial for- growth forecast uh, from the IMF would have come out in December. So six months later, they've actually increased their forecast for the economy. Now, the IMF is not necessarily greatly aligned with uh, people who uh, are inclined to support uh, the current administration's economic policies. They spend the next; she spends the next two to three minutes um, talking about poverty and talking about uh, financial financial instability and things like that it, it it is interesting you can find it off of you can find it on youtube which is where i think we found it uh but uh it it was um it was kind of profound for her to say now also this was from fox business news on uh on i believe thursday of this week uh doug mcmillan who's the ceo of walmart uh talking about a number of things that he was on to basically talk about tariffs we'll get to those in the next era don't you worry but let's listen to Doug McMillan when asked the question of how is your how is Walmart doing in this economy? What's happening with what's happening with your sales, with your profitability, and so on? Doug McMillan Thursday on uh, on Fox Business. Yeah, I would say the consumer environment is pretty consistent with what we've seen over the last few quarters. It's helpful to have low unemployment. Um, gas prices are in a manageable range, although they've ticked up a little bit recently. Um, we're focused on serving everybody. Um, Walmart in the U.S. serves all income levels, um, but we're also focused on opening price points and making sure that customers that are living paycheck to paycheck can find the very best values shopping at Walmart. So we're working across all those categories to make sure that that value is there. Um, our 3.4% comp 
Last quarter in the U.S. was strong. We had a 37% growth rate in e-commerce. Sam's Club, excluding fuel and tobacco, was up 3%. So generally speaking, uh, strong performance in the last quarter, and uh, we're not seeing a different environment today. So so, um, Walmart, which... Is a pretty good judge of what's happening with the with a, with an average consumer right now. Says, "Hey, things look pretty good," and yet the market decided last week decided after the jobs report yesterday that there must be a rate cut coming. There's a we're about to enter. Indeed, I think we've just entered the quiet period for the Federal Reserve. None of the none of the members of the FOMC, uh, including all of the all of the Federal Reserve Bank presidents will give speeches, uh, or certainly will not give speeches cons- that will include statements of monetary policy for the next for the next uh, ten days until they get to they get together for FOMC in the middle of the month. Um, look, in that environment, they are with those things said. Why is everybody expecting interest rates to go down? Why why did these numbers flip around? We'll get to that right after this King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3366. Enjoy! Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I think there's a bell that rings here. There it is. 
had to wait for it. I didn't quite get that timed right. 651-289-4477, number to call. Questions, comments on a job Saturday. And we, as we transition from talking about jobs to talking about the, uh, talking about the reaction to the jobs report. Yesterday, the probability of a rate cut at this meeting in 10 days went from 20% to 35% as assessed by looking at uh, Fed Funds futures markets uh, on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Um, the rate, the expectation for a rate cut in July is is at about 70%. Um the logic of this, well, I'll tell you what. Let's use let's use let's use uh, one of these Wall Street people to uh, talk about this. This is economist uh, uh, Subhadra Rajapa. She's uh, an economist for Societe Generale. Um, she was on uh, Bloomberg uh, yesterday, and uh, after the jobs report came out, and talking about the fact that. Uh, Rate cuts normally happen after these inversions of yield curves. Okay, listen carefully to her here. Cut number six, please, Andrew. First of the market reaction, Subhadra, uh, appropriate reaction right now from the market based on the numbers? Absolutely. The, cur- the curve is bull steepening, which is kind of what you would expect if the market is trying to communicate uh, the, 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 its expectations for a Fed rate cut sooner rather than later. I mean, we've done an analysis on, on, on Fed going back in time, and any time the, the first Fed Funds futures contract versus the fourth uh, Fed Funds futures contract inverts, um, typically around, say, negative 25 basis points or flatter, you tend to see that the uh, that the Fed comes in a month and a half afterwards and cut rates. So this to me is, is again another data point that the Fed has to look at when it's looking at monetary policy. So if you look at the CME FedWatch tool, which is what uh, which is what uh, Rajapa is using in in her analysis, there's an expectation of approximate of, of about. 40% right now that there would be two rate cuts between now and the end of the year. Um, and that's causing folks like me to say, I don't understand what's happening here. Uh, again, to um, rely on someone else to uh, to state the case who's thought it through pretty well. I would I would turn now to uh, Mohamed El-Aryan, who works for Alliance, uh, Alliance Capital Group, uh, Allianz, excuse me, Allianz uh, Capital Group. And uh, and he's talking about talking about whether or not there should be it. Now, remember, all of these quotes that we're playing for you are before the announcement of the uh, settling of the uh, of the tariffs. Uh, that happens later. But let's go ahead and play cut number five, please. Mohamed Alarian yesterday on Bloomberg. Clearly weak, but it's not a disaster. Um, and it's not a disaster because of what Rick said. If you look at three-month moving averages on job creation, they're still okay. If you look at wage growth, 3.1% is still good given where inflation is. However, it is significantly weaker than certainly I expected. And it adds to what you've heard consistently from your guests this morning, which is the case for an insurance cut is getting stronger and stronger. Do you endorse that case for an insurance cut, Mohammed? Is that something you think the Fed should do? We'll talk about what they will and won't do, in your mind, your opinion, but do you think it's something they should follow through on? So let me just say an insurance cut is not the 75 to 100 basis points priced in by the market. And that's important. You know, there is a risk even under the scenario of an insurance cut that markets are disappointed. Um, Look, I personally don't like a situation where the Fed is being forced by markets to do things, and that's been the story, unfortunately, of the last few years. But I've become more sympathetic to an insurance cut because of Mexico. Jonathan, what happened last week with Mexico is, in in my mind, significant for two reasons. One, this was a done deal going to parliaments, and it's been reopened. Two, it's been reopened in terms of tariff threat for non-economic reasons. So it signals to the rest of the world and it signals to U.S. industry that we've weaponized an economic tool. And even if we walk back this threat, we still leave an element of residual uncertainty that will impact both consumption and investment. So that is why I myself am more sympathetic to a notion of, of an insurance cut than I was just two weeks ago. And I- I think in that sense he's channeling what's happening at the Federal Reserve right now. That 
that um, that uncertainty, which is basically we're not used to a White House that uses um, uses tariffs for uh, non-economic reasons, which is not what we're doing with China. Those reasons are, pre- are I think, are primarily economic. I think the se- national security issues that are there, which are real, I'm not denying that, but I don't think you'd be making the case for the trade war we're in with China solely on the basis of what's happening in the South China Sea. I think that's I think that's got much more to do with with a perception from uh, from the president himself and some of his advisors, perhaps not all, that um, that uh, that China is, is taking advantage of us economically and that he has a different more, um, I dare say, mercantilist view of, uh, of how trade policy should be run than some others, one that puts him in the minority relative to most economists. Um, but the, what happened with Mexico, we barely talked, we didn't talk to a whole lot about it last week, only because we just didn't have a lot of information. So they've been suspended, and that's fine. But, but this, this point of an insurance cut, I agree in this sense. The market is seeming to force the hand of the Fed. Now, you could argue, and I can I can hear some of you arguing. You can, I follow you guys on Twitter, too. I can hear, for example, uh, uh, Jim Grant from Grant's Interest Rate Observer, who I follow pretty closely. Um, I can hear him saying, well, you're the Fed. You can just do what you want to do. You're independent. We gave you this independence. Why did, uh, that's not exactly how life works. Okay, they are still they are still being swayed and pushed and pulled by a variety of forces in Washington. My view is, if you really want the Fed to be independent, put it in Kansas, put it away from D.C. But they don't do that. Okay, they don't do that, and and because of that, it is subject to 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 the whims of of politics. And I'm not surprised at all that. And the whims of Wall Street. I'm not in the slightest bit surprised that we would find we would find a, a market where where um, the Fed feels pressured to cut rates and may in fact cut rates in a while. And I think what what uh, El Arian provided was a bit of the story that will be used when they do cut rates. I nevertheless continue to believe it's unjustified. We'll talk about it a little more along with tariffs and the role of the Council of Economic Advisors in the next hour of the King Banyan Show coming up right next here on Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you... Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, 
They will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. President Trump scored a big win last week after his weeks-long confrontation with Mexico over our neighbor's lax enforcement of its southern border. And it's left his critics sputtering. They are scrambling to find some way of containing what is a clear Trump triumph. And their flailing about denies the obvious. President Trump played high-stakes poker, and he won a big round with Mexico on border security. Media elites, well, many just deny it. The voters, though, and I don't mean the Twitter Democrats, but voters of all ages and ideologies are a pretty smart bunch. They know generally that tariffs are a lousy idea in terms of economic growth. They know, too, that tariffs can be a blunt instrument of national power in confrontations unrelated to economic growth. Trump's record may be mixed, but not last week. Last week, he won big. He should resume his full push for immigration reform and border security talks with Democrats right now. It might actually work. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.